Oma Oheed, everybody. Cymru go to the World Cup for the first time since 1958. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, 6th of June. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushin Hamdaraja. Yes, what a glorious sight. I'm aware for all of our Welsh listeners that it's about fighting the English, that song, but I don't care. I'm on board with it. You're I thought, still I thought here. it was all about the, I thought it was just all about um fighting against the people who want to, your language to die. It's us. Yeah. It's, it's us. generally yeah, it's, us. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's always the fucking I just assume every song is about us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's quite, so English as well. <laughs> yeah, quite a few songs are about destroying the English, kicking them out. <laughs> And they'll get the chance to do that at the World Cup, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. Same group. In the group of... Yeah. Group of men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw lots of American people tweeting about the USA not wanting to... They've been wanting, preferring to play Ukraine to Wales. I think they need to, I think they need to, for many reasons, I think they need to focus more on playing Iran. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. that's quite, a, as we, we just joked about England, Wales, I think that's a little bit tastier. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, it's got everything, hasn't it? It's got everything, this World Cup, in terms of the socio-political elements. But let's stick with the excitement of last night. Uh, Wales beat Ukraine 1-0. Because it's being called a Yarmolenko own goal, I think... Ultimately, it probably is because it's slightly diverting, but he was on target, that amazing Gareth Bale free kick. This is the privilege of like being an incredible player, isn't it? Because stuff like that happens where it's clearly an own goal and mm. people just want to give you yeah, a goal. Yeah, that is true. But no, it was very definitely an own goal. All right. Um, Yamalenka was very busy. <laughs> he's had a busy uh, match up until that point, I thought. <laughs> yeah, well, like it was quite a confusing way of going for the ball. Mm. It's like he he decided five minutes before, um, whatever happens, I'm going to head this. <laughs> and it was like perfect volleying height. And yeah, shame. But I, th- I, would it be fair to say oh. that... Should have had a penalty? Well, well, I mean, I think they should have had a penalty. <laughs> but also fair to say that Ukraine were the best side. Oh, by, yeah, mm. by miles. All Perhaps the XG fans will hate the outcome of this one or love the outcome of this one. It was like two point, it should have been 2.4. Yeah. They were definitely the better. Six they were definitely Ukraine. the better team, like technically as well. They, they, yeah. they seem to control things a little better and had a few more like set plays and open, you know, in open play. But yeah, just Welsh gone to Welsh, aren't they? Nine shots on target from Ukraine, the most of any team without scoring throughout the European World Cup qualification campaign. I guess Wayne Hennessy was amazing. Yeah, he was good. Although I kind of felt like all the saves he made, he should have made. That header lit on what it's felt special. But then you think about it, so, I mean, he should be able to. He's a tall man. Just reach up. Yeah. Swatted away. Yeah, he didn't even need to be a goalkeeper. You could have put Andy Brassel in there. Is he the tallest person? No, Luke. Yeah, you could put yeah. Luke Moore there and he would have saved yeah, him. Exactly. <laughs> Easy game. Yeah, you could save Luke. Wouldn't want you to say he was shorter than Brassel if that isn't true. Yeah. Um, they might be about the same height. There's a lot more in it in goalkeeping, isn't there, Pete, than just being tall? Just Come claw- on. clawing it away. Let's give some credit where credit's due to, to Wayne Hennessy. He was, he was he good, was yeah. Good. He was probably waving at someone else, but he was very good, yeah. <laughs> I thought Ben Davies was outstanding, by the way. Nice, yeah. And I thought, like, over the last couple of years, I think his, I want to say growth, but that might be quite belittling because I don't know him as a person. He's probably already quite mature. But it feels like as a player... He, you know, that left-sided centre-back role, he's really grown into it. And I thought he, there were a few times he popped up and, you know, was carrying the ball forward and and then throwing himself in front of every shot. 
Big Daddy Davis. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> as his children know him as. <laughs> a, have you seen it? Uh, there's a if, if you, you I don't know how you'd find it on the internet, but there's a clip that goes around the Spurs fans a bit of some American fan being like, "I call you Daddy Davis." Is that one? <laughs> <laughs> He's the least daddy-looking adult I've ever seen. That's a strange one. But no, yeah. I thought he was really good, and I thought like he um, kind of embodied the. The way Wales, I suppose, ended up seeing out that game because it wasn't really about Gareth Bale, it wasn't really about Aaron Ramsey, but kind of about a lot of the people at the back throwing themselves in front of all these shots. You did wonder a bit when Gareth Bale came for the narrative when Gareth Bale came off with what ten minutes to play because he mm. looked knackered, as he is likely to. Um, you did wonder if something <laughs> was going to come out. So much football this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then who was it? Um, the commentator, oh Harry Wilson's just as good in these situations as Gareth Bale. You're like. Hmm. Yeah, after he called it Gareth Bale range, didn't it? Well, this is in Gareth Bale territory, yeah. but Bale's not on the pitch. But they're like, going to be fu- like weird. Anyway, I mean, you yeah, did, did wonder end, what was going to come out. He did end with the dragon has roared. I, was like, I mean, I know they do roar, or you know, they? They, but it's not the main thing they do, is it? Yeah, that's <laughs> not fire. their they big shoot thing. Fire. It's not their big thing, is it? The whole match. What's the dragon's main thing? They sit what? on treasure. They sit on treasure. They hurt yeah. damsels, or they like no, they no, no they don't. They just they keep like them hostage damsels. for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, the whole of this match was just kind of like characterised by uh, Ukrainian footballers picking up other Ukrainian footballers after they've just missed a, like a bit of a sitter or they yeah. should have got something on target it's good. get up come on come on that's true so that playing. is another way of looking at the whole nine shots on target thing <laughs> yeah it is amazing that they didn't manage to put away some of those chances because they were creating and creating and they well, Yamalenko tried to, try to score before the vanishing spray had gone down which I thought was Really fun. Yeah. It's a lovely, fun finish. <laughs> I love the way that's become a thing now because I think even the commentator said at the time, well, the, the spray hasn't gone down. So that's not even, the, that's probably not even codified yeah. like, in the rules, is it? <laughs> there was, um, I think it was when Yamalenko took a shot on his right foot from 20 yards that people yeah. were like, oh no, oh. right. Really <laughs> desperate now. Well, because he tried to, you know, dominate it and then uh, didn't work. They weren't frightened of that one. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, look, in the end, it was really cool seeing the Wales, everybody celebrating together, that kind of onslaught of emotion. I mean, the, it was the an most... emotional cauldron, wasn't it? Because, of course, Wales, Ukraine themselves, just looking absolutely devastated because of the, the narrative energy behind what they were trying to do and how much they wanted uh, their football team to, to be at a World Cup. And to, I guess because it keeps a conversation going about what's happening in their country, right? Mm. The, the fact that you're seeing that Ukraine flag everywhere and you're seeing these incredible um, athletes and performers representing their country, I think it's been a really important in, in keeping the trustees in Ukraine alive to, the, to a global audience. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, was, um, I was actually really impressed with Sky's pre-match coverage because, uh, you know, it's quite easy as sports broadcasters and, and people who work in sports to just focus on the football, focus on the sport and kind of dip your brush in, you know, the Russian invasion as a way of like adding a bit of extra colour to it. But um, even little things like calling it the Russian invasion rather than just like the conflict. Absolutely. Um, You know, I I thought they were, you know, more or less near, well, near enough uh, note perfect throughout it. Um, And yeah, it's quite hard, isn't it? Because, because of the news cycle, it feels like the, you know, what's happening in Ukraine is, being pushed further and further down mm. and little things like that help the narrative. Well, I mean, help the discussion, you know, 
refuel the discussion, as it were. Um, and, I, and I appreciate, you know, some people say that's not necessarily sports job, but while, while it, yeah, because of the way sport Certainly operates now. Putin has used sport in that way. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. I don't see why it can't be used in the opposite direction. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was a huge shame, obviously, for Ukraine, the football team, that, it, that you know, they didn't qualify. But there was something about, I don't know, there was something about seeing. Um, Wales there seeing that hymn at the end. Jonathan Wilson wrote about this um, yesterday and the fact that it feels like Wales, one of the things in Wales Armoury is like the power of song. Mm. And there's something about like being able to call upon a hymn to like lift your prayers <laughs> and it not being fucking Jerusalem. <laughs> and there's, you know, apologies to William Blake if you're listening. But yeah, there's, there's something about it that was like, oh yeah, you, you actually, they actually do have that. Yeah. They don't have a shitty little band. They've got like <laughs> genuine voice. And also there was something like really lovely about seeing like you know like a really diverse Wales team yeah mm. like true. all singing in Welsh I don't mm. know like I'm, I'm not you know I'm not particularly like patriotic or um like emotional towards Wales but that kind of tugged me a bit mm. yeah it really did and and all the you know how Gareth Bale and it's not all about Gareth Bale of course it's about the team and and uh, how he's going to keep himself fit to the World Cup etc because I don't know what he does with his domestic football, but um, the way they, they clearly are together as a unit. And I think he is a big part of that. And something about the whales, the kind of whales hug that they deliver to each other. It's almost characteristic of their, their kind of footballing identity, I feel like. The whales hug. The, the whales, whales hug. You know how they like fling themselves into each other's arms. I, just, I, thought, it was, I thought it was quite beautiful. What has he got to do now? <laughs> Like, what is it to do between now and Qatar? Yeah. yeah. He's going to want cut around like a freelancing football expert. Free yes. kick monster. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> difficult with the you know kind of the restrictions on how many teams you can play for. But yeah, he said he was asked afterwards if he may postpone any plans to retire. He said maybe for a little bit. Someone referred to his time as Real Madrid as like the first half was you know brilliant performing for them, winning all these trophies, and the second half was basically using one of the most historic clubs in football as a pure gym. <laughs> and I fucking love that. And I think he should just join a pure gym. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least the historic club in Real Madrid can offer that because famously Cristiano Ronaldo feels like the gym at Manchester United is so shit that he might as well join the local one. That's such a Cristiano Ronaldo thing. Oh, I've I've, I've maxed out all the weights here. (laughs) I've I've been lifting Paul Pogba for for a couple of months. (laughs) In more ways than one. He's completed the gym. Cristiano Ronaldo (laughs) has completed the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yes, look. Wales will play in a World Cup for the first time since 1958. Can you believe that, Pete Donaldson? They, they've got so close so many times as well. That kind of characterised their entire history the like the past 40 years. So it's great stuff. It's yeah, solid stuff. Although in, in rec- more recent history, in 2011, they were like 120th mm. in the world, something like that. So it has been in the last uh, decade, or, decade or so, it has been... An amazing, amazing achievement. And yeah, Bale called it the greatest result in Welsh football history. And who are we, frankly, to argue? Certainly Ashley Williams and Danny Gabadon in the studio weren't. They were wearing Wales bucket hats. (laughs) Just unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's just unprofessional. Shall we all write into points of view? Is that still a thing? (laughs) I don't know, but yes. You should write in. Can you absolutely? I thought this was out of order. Mr Peter Donaldson Mm. says that unprofessionalism within the broadcasting community has reached all new highs. (laughs) Um, Lionel Messi, speaking of going full Gareth Bale, uh, he scored five goals in Argentina's 5-0 win over Estonia yesterday. They were very paltry, some of them. The first one was excellent. That tops up his, you know how they always go for club and country. Mm. So he's now got 11 for club and country. 
brilliant. In June, well done, mate. <laughs> in a full, oh, from last season. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Pete saved 11 penalties yesterday. Did, yeah, he did. Dressed as, dressed as the Queen. How did you see through the little tiny Queen mask eye holes? I mean, I fr- it was, it was, there was a lot of luck involved, and I was mainly facing off against 10 um, year olds, so they, <laughs> their placement wasn't amazing. <laughs> they really, did you have a water bottle? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all their little muggy plans. <laughs> uh, let's go to England, shall we? Or more specifically, to Hungary. 1-0, the final score there. Dominic Sobosly with the penalty. Uh, England's Nations League campaign then beginning with a defeat. And speaking of history, Hungary got their first win over England since 1962. That does seem like a long time. Uh, Gareth Southgate has had a lot of stick for this. Pete would you like to add to it? People, people <laughs> would you like to add to it or reduce it? Yeah, exactly. Would, would you, you like to slide well, a little coin down the little uh, the little machine in between the pegs? Yes. And push, push, push the coins forward uh, on the hope of winning uh, a penny chew. Yeah. Or do you, you know, do you want to bring a kind of a lollipop stick to this, or more like <laughs> one of those sticks that you go up on the um, to do your high jump for? Yeah. I um I don't know. I just think that uh, he's just having a piss about, isn't he? Really. <laughs> It's just having a big piss about. It was as poor as I'd seen a Gareth Southgate uh, side, England side player, but, you know, they were still in the match. Cordy and Bourne played well. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm completely relaxed. Harry Kane was doing his thing where he was coming way too deep to pick up the ball. Uh, and play for which, 90 minutes. Which and then sometimes... Southgate's like, oh, they struggled in the heat. Okay, well, maybe. <laughs> which he sometimes does. But, you know, the same with Rice, to be honest. I thought he was playing uh, way too deep as well. Um and no doubt it'll all get pinned on um, Trent being shit. <laughs> which, is, which is kind of how it always works for England, doesn't it? Yeah. Too defensive was the theory. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, like... Five South at the back, two holding midfielders. Southgate's come out and said uh, yesterday, I think, uh, that, you know, the results are going to suffer because there aren't enough friendlies between now and the World Cup and he wants to experiment and work out, you know, who to pick. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But I suppose this is... So, okay, so I don't have a problem with approaching it like that. I think you should approach it like that. The thing I do worry about mm-hmm. is that I think Southgate, with this 5-3-2, a lot of the time, sorry, 5-2-3, a lot of the time he plays it because I think he still looks at a lot of these players as he did when he took over in 2016. I think, there's, I think there's a level of distrust with the defensive hole when he plays anything about a back five, basically. And I think I don't I don't mind him trying new things. I just feel like he tries new things but doesn't forget the old thing. I think he needs <laughs> he almost needs to kind of have that men in black pen in his face and that right, now coach with that same in that same holistic manner, now coach these players as they are today, yeah. not the, not as they were two or three years ago. Because I don't think there's as much naivety in them as they were back then. I think or they even further back, because obviously he was in the England setup before that, as a, yeah, yeah, coaching yeah. a lot of these youngsters, uh, even younger. So he's probably probably got a few kind of uh, thoughts about where they were when they were 15 or but something. Yeah. But hey, are you talking about not having started? Because, for example, uh, Fikaya Tamori and Mark Gay were not able to start due to, or not, were not fit to start. Yeah. It's I'm, not that they weren't selected out of... I mean, I would obviously argue that... Well, that's a slightly different thing, but Harry Maguire being picked ahead of Eric Dyer, for example, could be used as an example of that. Yeah, and I, I just mean in terms of like making England a bit more attacking. Because, you know, I know all the players. <laughs> None of that shit. No, no, no. But like, obviously, that, but that's part of it, isn't it? That's player yeah, selection, yeah, yeah, isn't I see it? What that's, you mean. that's part of that. Um, even little things like, you know, James Justin is a good player. James Justin has played on the left side for Leicester, certainly was coming come through at the start. It's very solid. 
he's not like a left wing back in the way that he have to play as a as left wing yep. back in that system for England. Mm. Much in the same way that Trent isn't like a right wing back in in that particular system as well. Yeah. Trent is a right back. Or, That's or rather, true. Positionally, is, is a right back. Is it naive to say that he possibly? Has attributes that would suit being a right wing back. But what, like, because people yes, talk about him not being able to defend, yes, but he he's does. very attacking. But but it's a bit like you know me saying that Luke could have saved those shots from Wayne Hennessy. Luke has the attributes because he's tall, <laughs> but Luke can exactly do what Wayne Hennessy does. Like Trent. Completely flip reversing Trent, what you were saying earlier. <laughs> you know, Trent has a good engine. Trent is good on the ball. He you know he knows where to stand as you know when he's doing the defensive stuff. Yeah. But you you kind of lose a bit of him when you play him as a right wing back. And like if you want to if you're going to play Trent as you want him to play for Liverpool, you have to play like Liverpool. Yeah. You, you have, have to have Van Dijk in the center. Yeah. You have to have Van Dijk. <laughs> a very very good defender. You have to have Van Dijk in the center, <laughs> and you cannot. You also can't have only two people in the middle because one of the things. About Trent is that when he comes into the middle, you've got Henderson coming around the other side, either covering for him or giving him a bit of an overlap. And it's harder to do that with just two people. It doesn't matter if it's Rice and Bellingham, it doesn't matter who else is in the middle, mm. or rather, if anyone else is in the middle. So I, I just don't think it really worked. And I think, you know, he's obviously going to play five at the back against Germany tomorrow on Tuesday, probably play that way against Italy on the weekend. And I don't, I don't necessarily mind that because I do still trust him, but I think there's just something about him. I think there's a mental block in there that you probably won't get over, and it won't. I'm not saying it wouldn't necessarily cost England, but I think it will throw up more results like this, where they, it just seems that they're banging head, their head against a brick wall, as they did against Scotland in the Euros. Yes. Mm. Okay. I was relaxed about it before that whole moment. But <laughs> so I mean, it's two two unwelcome fixtures <laughs> coming up as well. You yeah. know, that, that could. Well, no, they are welcome. They're welcome in the sense that they're yeah, let's they, do it yeah. now. And and for all I don't my think the players think so, but yeah, no, no. yeah, agreed. For all my like, oh yeah, the Nations League, yeah, maybe on a season when there was not when there's not the World Cup coming mm. up. But if, if you're going to use kind of semi-competitive fixtures, maybe it is a good one. But if you're if you're Cup. Jack Grealish and you're um, ringing beer sweat out of your shirt. <laughs> A great point. Before I think we may be get, overstating what's before, going on here. Before you even get on the on the field and you're facing <laughs> off against Germany, oh fuck this! I don't need this at the end of the season for crying out loud. Jack, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, you, you, we're gonna need you in Hungary. It's like right, okay, we're just gonna book you to wait for my Bitha. Yeah, there should be a connecting flight. Yeah, <laughs> just get Wayne Lineker to drop you off at the airport. Yeah, so get yourself to boats, Dyer. Like. There's lots of dire light. <laughs> that is such a horrifying thought. It kind of, it's actually, that is quite mad, isn't it? Yeah. Why was it like, don't pick him. If, if Don't punish him. <laughs> don't punish him for hanging out, hanging out with Wayne Lineker. <laughs> judge him, but judge him, but don't panic, for punish him. Mm. But also don't pick him. You don't need to pick him. Mm. Especially if he's not going to play. Yeah. He's agreed. not going to start. Well, maybe they just wanted to, you know, keep him just theoretically. Just sweat so, it out of you. Just to keep him in a, yeah, you know, like in isolation. <laughs> there it is, yeah. But you've got to sit there still. <laughs> <laughs> um, the match programme for the game is quite unusual uh, in the sense that it contains some famous representations of England. Actually, not unusual, you'd have thought. But the list was the Queen, Harry Potter, Alfie Templeman and Fish and Chips. Michael Owen also made it in there. Um, I'm not sure what it says. I initially thought this was fish. One of those things where, like, I don't know, the embassy had sent people that they thought would represent England to be included in the programme. Right. But And that was why there was such a weird range. Are you a big fan of Alfie Templeman's work, Pete? I'm I'm trying to figure out who he is. <laughs> Who's Alfie Templeman? I have no idea. He's a, So I'm actually, he's actually a singer, I think, or a, uh, or a musician of some regard. Um, I actually know one of his songs called 
something like happiness happiness in liquid form I think Pete okay. can you confirm that for me no I think he's like <laughs> I think by using the internet oh, okay. by, not by using your brain um, yeah I think he's like a, he's like a kid he's like 19 right, and okay. he's done very well at singing is right. he the most famous English singer we have at the moment yeah I mean what about Sam Fender what's wrong with oh, what about that John? one who just did the um, is that the one who just did the Eurovision no. Sam Fender no, no. Sam Fender he's a Geordie as well Sam Fender oh well there we go there and he's go. drunk Geordie isn't he because I saw him on the BBC Breakfast. He was. He yeah, because it was Geordie. after the Newcastle takeover, wasn't it? Damn right. Why didn't they have Living it, loving it. True Geordie. Get them both in there. <laughs> As our representatives uh, on the continent. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, no, I don't get it. If anyone can explain that. They seem to think that England is made up of a lot of, like, quite average white men. Where did they get that and idea from? Queen. Yeah, no, right. Um, who knows? God. Actually, I don't know. Let's not disrespect this. This weekend Harry probably Potter. showed them. You calling Harry Potter an average white man? He's, <laughs> he's a magician. That's his whole fucking shtick. No, he's a, he's a, there's a difference. So between, he's a wizard. Isn't wizard. He? He's, he's, a, a, he's a wizard. The whole right. shtick about Harry Potter is he's so fucking average. He's just got these like extra lucky things that he was born with. It's a total right. story of. Why did they try to kill him when he was born then? Just, just because like it's just something he was born with. It was just like Voldemort. No, but, got, yeah, but, got but it he tried. Up. He tried to kill him, didn't he? Yeah, spoiler. just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Page one spoiler. Um, yeah, and but, then he went to King's Cross and went to the special. But he school. was just, he was just, he just, oh, you know, he's just born with a bit of entitlement. He hasn't got any actual special skills. It's all Hermione and, and to some degree, Ron Weasley and some of the other guys. Right. Speaking of things children like. <laughs> there were 30,000 Hungarian supporting children in, in the stadium uh, because they Hungary had a stadium ban for racist activities um, and they you're allowed to have children in right. anyway. Um, and there was audible booing as England took the knee before the game. But there... You know how uh, Boris Johnson got booed going into the um, yeah. into the, the Jubilee thing, mm. but depending on where you put your effects, Mike, right. it sounded louder or less loud. Yeah, because obviously you know I don't know how obvious this is to people watching the telly, but you can only you know you get your effects from one point basically, or two, or a couple of points in various places. So it can be that some things sound louder, and it's, in some bits I saw it sounded incredibly loud. The the kids, the kids booing, or the kids and their guardians yeah. booing, and mm. in some places it didn't sound that loud. But either way, some people in that stadium booed England taking the knee. Yeah, I mean that is it's fucking despicable. But doesn't it just show like how easily influenced kids are? Yeah, and and why like things like the, things like taking the knee are so important because yeah, yeah that's just that'll just be what they've seen on TV. Try to mimic, and like some of them might actually be racist. We'll only find out as they get older and you know kick someone's head in, and it'll be too late. And there'll be others who are you know who are reachable in this situation. But it's yeah, it's incredible, really. Which is, I mean, Connor Cody said, you know, good good reason to keep doing it, basically. It's not going to make mm-hmm. you think, oh, yes, excellent. We'll stop. Oh, some, the kids are booing it now. That'll, that'll teach us. Yeah. Uh, all right, then, guys, time to get to a break. And then we're getting to a smorgasbord of the international football that you so love, Fish. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it is tremendous. It's tremendous. I'm going to get the window here. It's not. <laughs> it's not tremendous. <laughs> one, one day it will be. <laughs> one day. Jermaine Defoe just got married on the weekend, actually. Did he? Oh. Many happy returns, whatever you say to a person who's been married. That's someone's birthday, you said many happy returns. <laughs> sure, whatever. Congratulations. Potato, potato. I, uh... Thanks for inviting me to your wedding again, Vish, by the way. <laughs> 300 people he had. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, me, Vish and Pete, with you today. It's time now for some emails. <laughs> Hello, uh, I've got an email from Logan Henry. That's a hell of a name. Hell of a name. Definitely Scottish. I have great news. Following on from the 21-22 season predictions, I believe that it was Mr. Pete Donaldson whose notable shit prediction... Sorry, notable (laughs) (laughs) notable mad shit prediction was once that a penis would be seen. This was declared as unfortunately untrue a penis was not seen until Grimsby Town won their player final over the weekend and that's a Grimsby player whose name I could not obtain revealed his chopper unknowingly chopper. to the world via forward Emmanuel Desiree's Instagram story which I've screenshotted and sent for your, <laughs> sent on for your leisure congratulations to Mr Donaldson for eventually predicting correctly and I hope everyone apologises for writing him off yeah, Sorry, it's, Pete. I mean, it's it's just no hair there. It's just, it's just, it just looks like a like a, a dolphin's or something. It's just, it looks it's like just a, a finger. It looks like you know when um, people have those those, ta- those um, tails. You know, some people have those weird little things at the base of their spine. They have those little oh, prehensile tails. Those kind of like mm. primordial tail or something. I think you call it. Um, I can't know. Who, like who are you hanging out with? <laughs> people, different people have different weird things about them. Yeah. Are you hanging out with about yours? Are you hanging out with the lizard people? <laughs> but it was a uh, yeah, it was a, it was a it was an incredible shot, and uh, well done that man. And hopefully he gets his Instagram account back soon. <laughs> <laughs> Grimsby uh, came back from one 0 down to beat Solly Old Moors two one, and to return to the football league on first time of asking. They needed extra time to win all three of their playoff matches. The last two winners came in the one hundred nineteenth and one hundred eleventh. Minutes. In fact, the lot, the most recent one was in the 111th. Mm. So, 
Very timely. Very timely, uh, Yeah. Keep your penises to yourselves, lads, generally speaking, I would advise. Um, but do get in touch at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. We need your questions for pep talks. On we don't Wednesday. need your penises. No, 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 no. PP talks. <laughs> um, no, I'm just thinking of his penis. If I instruct you not to talk, think about a penis, what are you thinking about? Pep's penis now, yeah. 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 Uh, you're intense. <laughs> Very intense penis. Bald. Old fraud penis. Uh, Netherlands beat Belgium 4-1. Louis van Gaal's army absolutely tearing Belgium apart. They were booed off at full time. <laughs> what a smasher of an opener, though. Wow. Yes. Absolutely pied it in the net. Lovely. How old do Belgium look now? <laughs> How old do they look? Yeah. Their this golden is... generation was like two years, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, they have to do it now. <laughs> it, but it's like you know, it, it's like a, it's a rotting generation. <laughs> no, maybe not rotting, but they, you know, Aldo Viral and the Tongan played. Ian Hazard loves it. All the brilliant things he done. He's just one of he's on he's one kind of the Champions League final. Yeah. Well, did he? Did he though? He was there. Jules was there. Did she win the Champions League final? She did. She did that's more than why Ian Hazard. She's presenting England. At the, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's cool how, up, Yeah, that's how they figured it out. I looked it up. Um, Lamy de Papa. Which is Dad's army for the French-speaking part of Belgium, there. So, <laughs> De Papa. I didn't look at what it was up. I didn't look up what it was in Flemish because I thought I'd butcher that. <laughs> Value add. <laughs> Welcome back from holiday, by the way. <laughs> You're really bringing the good stuff. Out. Honestly, I feel like quite um, all over the place because I, I said I was going to go and get gout, um, and then on the last you couple did. of days, no, I didn't get gout, but I did get acid reflux, and I think I've developed a mild seafood allergy. Oh, right. Yeah. That's problematic. You're always chomping on those crustaceans. I know, yeah. Too much lobster. So I was like, I generally covered in hives, like my penultimate day. In <laughs> What's a hive? Angula. It's just like a rash. It's like when mm. your skin bubbles up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, generally it was horrible. Yeah. yeah do, I'll do it all again, though. I smashed like loads of Pyroton and, and Alka Seltzer before my last night. Are you do are you like Cristiano Ronaldo? You've completed shellfish. I've completed shellfish, yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. Romelu Lukaku had to go off injured halfway mm. through the first half. And Netherlands, Pete, still unbeaten since LVG returned. Ten games. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great start for Roberto Martin's side, does it really? But um, yeah, so Lukaku going off and terribly, terribly injured. What's what's happening? He just needs to go to into Milan. He just needs to leave. Well, maybe he just needs to chill. Although he's been chilling quite a lot of the season. It does feel like he he kind of left a comfortable place and his life got worse. Yeah. It's like if if one of your friends you know emigrated somewhere. And it was going really badly. You'd be like, look, just come home. Like you always, you'll always have a home. Yeah. Just come back. I think yeah. he's been setting it up for a while now, hasn't he? Yeah, mm. but but it, it really does. Like even things like that. Obviously, you know, very unfortunate getting injured. But it just feels like nothing is going his way. Mm. <laughs> oh. I, feel, I do feel really bad for him. Yeah. Speaking of people, um, well, first of all, are these your? Are you going to put these as your dark horse for the World Cup, Pete? These, uh, these lads. Who the Dutch? Netherlands. Not <laughs> what Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to win it now, aren't they? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. In the heat. I'd probably lose a joint in the heat, wouldn't they? Better for old people. It's going to be a normal temperature-ish. No, it won't. I've told you this a hundred times. I don't believe, don't believe you. <laughs> they might have had a. They might have had a chance if uh, uh, for the World Cup if your blooming Conte would play Bergwijn a little bit. Steady. Steady. Steady on. Well, actually, I don't know where I sit on old Bergwijn, who, yeah, scored the opener, as discussed. Uh, he has said, I want to leave Spurs now, that's for sure. <laughs> that is unequivocal, isn't it? 
<laughs> nice to get Champions League footballs. <laughs> Real buzz about the team and you know, everyone pushing in the right direction. Uh, I'll, ne- I'll never forget what you did at Leicester. Um, but yeah, I guess that falls into the classic um, people talking about things when they're on international break. Was there any sense of Bergwijn? Like, I know he's, he's kind of fallen back a bit. Like, he's not getting so, enough minutes. Rightly so, because yeah. Lucas deserves to be playing ahead yeah. of him. Um, but yeah, that feels like fine. Like It feels like a loss that Spurs can deal with, deal with especially the way Kulisevsky started. Yeah, I actually feel all right. It feels like it. quite a normal thing. Yeah, I think so. You know, and this is this is what, I mean, to return to the England chat, this is what you've got to do if you want to keep your teams improving. You've You've got to kind of gradually shift people around and People who get more minutes, people who play better get more minutes, blah, blah, blah. That's how you improve. Anyway, um, I am a nostalgia fan, though. And I don't know if it's good that he is not being dealt with better than that, probably. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, that he's coming out and saying this sort of stuff. But it depends how he says it. Like, he might feel comfortable saying that because everyone's been quite open and honest behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah, right, fair enough. And he might go to Ajax anyway. That's, that's where he's being linked to. Well, that's with. original, Stephen. <laughs> if, yeah, if he gets the minutes, good luck to him. Just don't diss us. Uh, speaking of which, Sané Mane uh, became Senegal's all-time leading goal scorer with a hat-trick against Benin. He joked before the game, it was a joke, people. It was a joke. Hard to interpret jokes in a language that's not your own and also if all you ever do is read Twitter. But it was a joke, he says, uh, that he would let the people of Senegal decide his future this summer, which caused quite a stir. What are they going to do? Like, vote? Have a big vote? I don't think it's a terrible like idea, to be honest. I mean, Senegal, you know, like... You've seen some of the support that Sadio Mane gives to various like charitable causes in Senegal mm. and how loved he is there. They've got his best <laughs> interests at heart, right? Well, they're not gonna. He's not gonna go to Bayern Munich if they're already levelling twenty-one million. Yeah, in uh, Liverpool's corner. <laughs> that plus feels five million in add-ons. Plus the add, yeah. If they win five the Champions League, Euros, if they yeah. win the Champions League, yeah, good. <laughs> That'd be like if we if we handed football over to Charlie Brooker, it'd be like that, wouldn't it? Like, it seems a bit Black Mirror letting the public decide on on something like that. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, how good would that be if if it was like a football match but the Bandersnatch? You know, the interactive thing on Netflix. Yes. Where you choose could your, choose, you your basically choose your own Marnie, adventure. Yeah. No, I don't know this. Go north, Marnie. Go yeah. north. Go north. Oh, cool. Pick okay, up yeah. The sword. Like one of those books where you, you know, turn yeah. to page eleven. Adventure. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, thirty years on from that, <laughs> like on Netflix. Books are still good. TV show. Listeners. Books are still good. They're not. Read the books. Book. I took a load of books on holiday. I only read one. Half of one. Through the rest of the sea. Yeah, but you were too busy suffering from gout and you you know, it's hard to concentrate. Didn't get gout, no, failed. It's so hard to, to concentrate, again. isn't it? Famously, it's very hard to concentrate when your tummy is like, you know, disrupted. Because um What do you point at me? <laughs> France lost to Denmark, also in upset city. Uh, they came back from behind to beat France on their own turf. Karen Benzema had opened the scoring with a decent, a decent, a decent, a decent, absolute slalom through decent, the defence. It was de- brilliant. A decent solo effort. He's having a good time of it. He's having a great time, but Japanese pop star Cornelius doing even better. <laughs> it seems. Former Cardiff City's flop uh, came on in the 60th minute to win, uh, to, to deliver a brace. And uh, seal that one for Denmark. See, everyone's having Cardiff silly City. performances. That's a place for Gareth, Gareth Bale and um, yeah, what's his face? Aaron Ramsey can pop in yeah. for a bit. Mm. I'm sure they'd welcome him with open arms. Uh, well, if they get if um, Gareth Bale signs up, then he can just use a guest pass to get Aaron Ramsey and Carney. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. pure gym in Cardiff. Yeah, easily. He needs to use the gym from what I saw. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> France of the of course the holders of the Nations League. 
their their greatest ever victory. Um, Ibrahim Kanate got his first call up after Rafael Varane dropped out with injury. They have a lot of depth, but they just couldn't do it on the night in this most important of games. See, they're, they're I mean, they're a great example of like experimenting and not really knowing when they're experimenting. Yeah, because it's just like, oh yeah, the guy who just played in the Champions League final, he did really well for Liverpool all season. Yeah, oh yeah, just just pick it, call him up for Bang the first him in. time. Yeah, see if he, see see if. Give him a kick. See what he can do. Uh, speaking of centre-backs, Erling Haaland's celebrated in the face, ladies and gentlemen, of Sweden defender Alexander Milosevic during Norway's 2-1 no, win. He said he did it because first he called me a whore, which I can assure you I'm not. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, told, <laughs> and then, and then he told me he was going to break my legs. Oh. Then I scored a minute later. I mean, that's totally understandable from Haaland. <laughs> that you would, why you would celebrate someone. So if they'd done that, just before you scored. Yeah, I've got nothing. Perfectly understandable. Perfectly yeah. understandable. <laughs> don't call opposition members whores. Yeah. Unless you you've got proof. Yeah. And even, Receipts. And even then, it's not polite, is it? Um, Austria, <laughs> guys, Austria beat Croatia 3 fucking nil. Yeah. Do you know why? Because they got Ralph Rangnick <laughs> at the wheel. That must feel good to see, mustn't it, Vish? Yeah, yeah, well done, well done him. Well done. It's nice he, he, he was able to warm up with uh, the nine-month stint at United, calling everyone shit, and then... <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> looks, like, I don't wanna, looks like he's got a point. Uh, Marco, I mean, he, did, he was totally correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that wasn't a criticism, I was just explaining what he did for the last nine months, yeah. <laughs> Marco Arnautovic got the open after a great solo run. Rangnick seemed really cheerful in his press conferences afterwards. So that's nice to see, isn't it? Mm. Eric Ten Hag, apparently, Vish, has been given a new nickname by Manchester United staff already. He's been called the new Sheriff. I think that's, that's, that's to his face, truly. <laughs> I mean, that's his sure. very different. I'm thinking it was like, you know... Sheriff this... Tassipol, obviously the, the people who beat uh, Real Madrid at the start of their Champions League campaign. True. So yeah. perhaps that's I was why. thinking more of one of those like, uh, emoji memes you get, like, howdy, I'm the new Sheriff. I'm the, I'm the Sheriff of Man <laughs> yeah. United. And all the memes and all the icons are Poe. <laughs> I'm the Sheriff of Poe. <laughs> Famously, sheriffs in the Wild West had, you know, long successful tenures, didn't they? <laughs> Never getting shot or overthrown. Uh, Probably what they mean by that, yeah. <laughs> Love the one you're with, yeah. Manchester United fans. <laughs> That's all I'd say. Um, speaking of Manchester United, this weekend saw Carlos Tevez sadly announce his retirement from football at the age of 38. He hadn't uh, played since ending his third spell with Boca Juniors in June last year. And, and uh, very sadly, his father's death last February had, had he said, driven his decision to call it quits. But what a career, eh, Visho? 20 years. You played in Brazil, Argentina, China, Italy, with Juventus, West Ham, and of course, both Manchester clubs. 600 grand a week in China. Good Lord. <laughs> amazing. Jesus. How do you even work that out? It's amazing. How do you mean? Well, I mean, like, so I got, well, that's just an unfathomable amount of money coming into your account every week, isn't it? Yeah. What would you spend, what would you spend it on? Six, was it £600,000 mm, a week? Yeah. You'd have to turn like you're, a, you know, you get an alert when you when you go into the overdraft. <laughs> Do that, rich people get it? Oh, you've just passed on the million. You you turn it off, wouldn't you? It's so annoying. Every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Every bloody Monday. I'm really unless it's a actually. bank holiday, in which case you get paid on the Friday. So yes. you might get paid on a Monday and a Friday. I can't think of a single thing that I was. <laughs> we've had this conversation before, and I all I ever want is just a PA to sort my admin, and everything else is right. fine. He's made an astonishing amount of money, but he's a very talented footballer. Yeah, yeah. Would he be the? Would he be, the, be waylaid by what he's been up to in China? <laughs> would he be in the conversation for the best Premier League player from Argentina? 
think he would. Yeah, definitely. He had quite a profound impact at West Ham, United, and then Man City. Yeah, he certainly did. He upset also, Joey Barton. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he upset the whole of Man United as well. <laughs> he was also, I, I, I think it was a credit to him that he played for as long as he did because of this, because of the way he played. He was very mm. all action. Like obviously, yeah. there was a lot of skill to what he did, but he wasn't very subtle, was he? He was mm. very kind of like little powerhouse, almost like a rugby type footballer. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that like he was able to keep himself in like be physically fit right into his late thirties is really credit to him. Yeah. Based on that, Emmy Buendia might have questions to ask about your Argentina theory. Well, he can speak to my PA. <laughs> <laughs> The best thing he ever did was um, he was uh, I've spoken about this before when he was doing a little social media video with um, Mario Balotelli, and uh, and I think Carlos said this is why people think you're stupid to Mario Balotelli because he couldn't wrap the present properly, <laughs> yeah. he couldn't wrap something. He said it to him like a dad as yeah, well. Yeah, like, this, this, people... this is why people yeah. think you're stupid. <laughs> There's also a great video with him when he was at Manchester United. He was best mate with Jason Park yes. and Patrice Evra. But the three of them couldn't speak the same language, <laughs> and I think Patrice ever knew knew a bit of Spanish, and I think Park knew a bit of English, and Patrice <laughs> knew a bit of English. So they were basically having like, I, I don't know how to explain like the the triangle. But it, it was like a nice version of Reservoir Dogs. Where he was speaking to him, but he could only speak to him, yeah. and he could only speak to him. Got a lot of time for that. And there's there's a really great video where like I think it's um, Park's birthday, and they go around to his house. And they all sing happy birthday. It's so sweet. <laughs> and like Patrice uh, like explodes one of those um, confetti guns yeah, in, yeah. in like their faces and stuff like that. It's really nice. And, it's and really Balotelli awesome. comes out and burns down the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's seems, do it. That seems so mad to me because I always feel like it, not being able to, if you can't speak in each other, or if someone's speaking their second language, but their second language isn't that good. It's so yeah. hard to like converse properly at all because a lot of this next level of it is you know shared humour and that sort of thing mm. yeah but a lot of like, football humour and I don't really mean this as a criticism it's slapstick it's slapstick yeah. Yeah. yeah it's banter it's haircuts it's clothes isn't it it's like kneeling down behind someone and getting someone else to push them over it's, it's like, getting your that, hairless that, willy out on Instagram hairless willies hairless yeah. yeah everyone understands it everyone yeah. gets it everyone finds it funny <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. Mm. Thanks for explaining. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for an amazing story from international football, look no further than today's Ramble Meets on Football Ramble Presents. Hannah Thor Haldorsson was Iceland's goalkeeper at Euro 2016. Oh, God. Euro 2016. And the World Cup 2018, where he saved a Lionel Messi penalty. But he only turned professional in 2014, and he's a film director. He shot Iceland's Eurovision entry in 2012. It's a great story. Get over to Football Ramble Presents. For that, maybe he'd have had some tips for old um, Luke Moore and his new goalkeeping career that you seem to be putting together <laughs> for him, Vish. Uh, that's it from us, from the smorgasbord and from the delights of Wales qualifying for the World Cup. I hope you've had a lovely time. Good to see you back, Vish. Good to be back. Good to see you generally, Pete. Farewell. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Look at that. It's a penis. <laughs>